This week on the Push Wallows podcast, it's BunkerCast 2. We talk about switching yours and your clients' goals, and how to reevaluate and assess movement and flexibility. This is the time to do it, as we can give you some easy things to implement and show value. Three, two, one, give me a toilet roll update, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Dan Meek. And me, Tom Hall. How many? Eight, I think we've got. You got we eight? Put on, yeah, we had some before, we were like, all right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're way ahead of you, mate. We're at least sitting between 20 and 24. Wow, you're fast stockpiling. That is breaking yeah. the law. Uh, <laughs> the fine. In in my defence, Chloe had a, like at least a twelve pack, and I had a twelve pack. We obviously have separate apartments, so I just brought my twelve pack here. I think that makes you like the richest couple in the UK right now, probably. <laughs> sure. Top ten percent, anyway. Surely. We, we mean, well, I think we're going to set up a little stall outside the <laughs> the side of the flat and just be like selling all random stuff. So mm. yeah, um, I am now in charge of telling whether she's allowed to buy any food. So. Just we'd have a lot of food, so always say no. Basically, no the whole time. <laughs> so all good. What's going on, mate? Um, this is Bunker Cast Two, I believe. Yeah, we've got to call it, we, every single one we do. I think we've got to call it Bunker Cast, surely. Exactly. Um, yeah, updates. <laughs> so I've run out of eggs today, so that was a bit of a nightmare. Uh, Stories. I mean, I have luckily I've got four. two. I think there's two. I've got two dozen on the order that's coming. Some food shops coming tomorrow, but I put the order in ages ago, and so I'm just think I'm going to get so many substitutions, you know, rather than eggs, I'm probably going to send me batteries or something. So, <laughs> um, luckily I went to, um, lucky with, there's a farm shop near here that, um, obviously now the restaurants and cafes have closed. A lot of the farm shops obviously, um, sell produce to, to them. So, um, there's a little tip for you guys. Find your local farm shops. If they're doing deliveries, a lot of them are at the moment. So, um, might go and pick up a tray from there. So it should be all right. But look, we, we adapt. I can have whey and oats. It's fine. We can adapt, you know, keep grinding, always be grinding. And um, I, I bought a big, we bought some big oats, jumbo oats, no less, because it's like, keep on, <laughs> kept on buying like the sachet porridge as if we we're in a rush, like to get out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, we're not in a rush. Like, you ready meal. To get me two minute ready meal, I, I haven't got time to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not in a rush. We could just make the porridge. It takes five, six minutes. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. There and enjoy it's, it. Um, it's gone a bit, it's gone a bit mad. I think, um, I said this the other day, I, I, I just don't understand why people are talking about it on social media. Like people are posting pictures or videos of being like, don't don't stockpile your food, stop doing it. And I'm like, no one who follows you or is friends with you would do that because they're because you they're not an idiot. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone that we know wouldn't do that. They're people that are just so far removed from your environment and your like circle. They're like they're never gonna see it. It's like an echo chamber. There's no point, mate. You know what it. is? You know what is gonna be like big now, right? So it's a realization of. Um, so I'm gonna go out and stockpile. Not really. I'm gonna put money in moisturizer because the amount of like because obviously every time you go out you kind of have to put pure on uh, or like like the sanitizer stuff. And my hands like are getting so dry because it just dries them out all the alcohol stuff. So moisturizer is where you want to invest now. Yeah, good, good call, mate. Good call. Hand moisturizer. So call them that. Thank um, you. I don't know how yeah. I do, but if anybody knows, I want to invest in that. <laughs> Shout me. Now, Shout now that I vaguely know I'm going to be okay financially, uh, considering the government's pretty good deal. I've got to say that they're like they're 
bailing out pretty well. They're coming through as far as I can see. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, people should be kind of gratified. Obviously, there will be a case of, like, speaking of myself, I will take a little pay cut during this role, but it's, it's far enough to stay alive. Like, I'm not. You're also, gonna... you're also not feeding like a £3,000 a month eating out habit, Tom. So, you know, coffee habit. So, you probably mm-hmm. gonna, it's probably going to drop. Save money. Yeah, to be honest. Because <laughs> 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 realizing I'm not going for coffees and, like, yeah, we would eat, eat out. out three, four times a week. So, yeah. yeah so. But they can still deliver it. Ah, yeah. That's mm, point. But that's fine. I've, I've refrained from that as well because we've got the time to cook. So that's the thing. It's the thing, yeah. Is is yeah. It's it's, it's quite it nice. a treat when you do that. You know, I think it, I think I, I think we will do that occasionally. But it will be a treat thing, you know, because um, it's a Friday or Saturday treat. And that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm doing a um, funny enough. I'm going to do actually a my email that's going to go out on Tuesday. Um, I'm going to do like a predictions for a post-coronavirus world and like do a little like what I think. Ooh, yeah, we could do that in the next show as well. Oh, amazing. We yeah, could yeah. Do that. And, um, yeah, but I mean, like obviously like the good, the bad and like the funny and stuff like that. I think because I think there will be some positives that will come out of of the whole thing. Obviously, it's shit. Obviously, we wish it never happened, but it's happened. And I think that in the future, there will be some positives to take from it. So I don't want to spoil it now by talking about it. They'll be on the email and then I'll probably maybe, I'll send the email out on Tuesday and maybe we'll do the podcast on, as soon as it's gone out, we can do it on the Tuesday. Tuesday night, yeah. 100%. As in we can record on Monday night and then we can put it out on yeah, Tuesday. Right. So you yeah. would have gone out at the same time. Obviously we're doing more, aren't we? Yeah, correct. So yeah, this we are is Saturday. We weren't. Like, even, though, even though you didn't turn up yesterday, I you're like, oh, let's do more podcasts. And then I was like, let's record Friday night. Okay. And I was sat there like. To be fair, I, I wanted know. to do it Thursday and then Dan was on another podcast. So he was like, oh, it's so popular. And then you went and did another one. What podcast were you on? You might as well give him a shout out. The Recreational Bodybuilder. I think it's called bodybuilding. Yeah, um, Rainer Trainer who listens to PPL and his friend Brett Freeman did it, but but Jack didn't turn up. He was too busy. Don't know what he was doing. Jack didn't turn up. I mean, yeah. what the hell? Like, we both met him, haven't we? We met him at Body yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Nice chat. Nice chat. Intense. Scared of me, I think. Scared of me, I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and then because like, he wasn't there, because he wasn't there, I just slagged off reps and reserve. So unlucky. Oh, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. Uh, but no, it was good. We t- chatted about, you know, bullshit in the industry, sort of niches and I don't know, loads of stuff, really. Um, so that's out on Monday. Um, so yeah, go listen to that. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to do my email for Tuesday, like I said. And um, also me and Mike chatted today about filming YouTube videos. So obviously we can't do that together anymore, but we have got some ideas for what we want to do um, for those that are going to still keep coming at you, um, which is, yeah. All in all, I think, uh, like I said to you before we came on, I think today it certainly feels like people are a lot more positive about yeah, everything, whether yeah, that's because of the government announcements and stuff and all that sort of thing, whether it's... Snack. Yeah, mm. people have had their questions answered, I suppose, a little bit, and I think it's almost as well a few days of settling into the routine of this and like everything now on social media is not... It's not new now to see all the home workouts and people like living at home and um, all the memes and stuff are quite funny now. It's all like, I get, I get yeah. it now. I think it's, you know, it's one of those things where in a few weeks' time we're going to it's going to be like it was now in the sense of it's all going to be new again. You'll be like, Oh, we get to go out and like, people forget what it's like. And I don't know. It's interesting, isn't it? It's going to be, it's going to be great. Like when we, after all this home workout stuff to just pick up a barber. Yeah. And I think people are going to appreciate the gyms and they're going to appreciate, you know, going out to a restaurant and with their mate, like you take it for granted so much. And now it's going to be like, actually in 10 weeks time, potentially whatever it's going to be eight weeks time. People are going to be like, actually, this is pretty cool. Mm. Um, yeah. It's uh We'll see. Anyway, we'll see. 
We will. <laughs> we'll see. But um, yeah, what do we want to talk about today? Um, I guess we're going to talk about switching goals. So I'm making some stuff for the PTC, which will be coming out. Um, big database as well for people who qualify for us uh, of of uh, body weight exercises or body weight and banded because I'm guessing most trainers will have their bands knocking around or stuff like that. So that'll be coming out. But you're and also you want to talk about also something I put in a few posts that should be coming out PTC Instagram and stuff. So watch out for that um, about switching goals. So I mean you can chat on this because this this has come from I've just nicked your ideas. Um, repurposing as, it. as you do, mate. As you do <laughs> in everything, you know. So, what I mean? re- basically, just repurposing other people's content. Um, just put my own twist on it. That's all I do. Um, yeah. Don't know anything. Just store it up here. Don't forget. It's fine. Um, well, it's called learning. But yeah, you yeah. Want to talk about switching goals, essentially. Yeah, basically, I think it's one of those things where we. I suppose a lot of people have just been given the gift of time. Um, again. In it's a negative situation, but it's, it's happened. You've been given the gift of time, more time on your hands, more time to do things and focus on things. And I think with going to the gym and warm-ups and all that sort of stuff, people obviously, obviously neglect their warm-ups. They often neglect core work at the end of sessions and stuff because they don't think it's important, anything, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. And I posted in our Biceps and Banner client group the other day when the, the announcement came that gyms were closed, and I was like, you've got a great opportunity now, everyone, to focus on developing your physique but in a slightly different way yes you can't manually apply weights to it but again another thing i will say to people is that remember it's not called weight training it's called resistance training there's more than one way to add resistance to things so i'm sure you can talk about another podcast at some point but um <laughs> no nope, you know no, that's that's interesting no <laughs> yeah um, but like i i try to explain to people that look you've probably got a period let's say uh, between four to eight weeks who knows how long it might be um to really focus on being the most flexible, supple, mobile human being that you can possibly be. Because eight weeks is long enough if you do something every day to see actual physical change in joint mobility um, and an actual muscle elasticity to actually then make progress going forward. And I was sort of saying that, look, this could be a period in time where you drastically improve your flexibility and your mobility so that you, A, um, are less injury prone going forward. B, you will then improve your form when you do movements, which means that you will actually use more of your muscles than you're currently doing in terms of range of motion, which means that they'll grow quicker and you'll get stronger. Um, And I said that in 12 to 18 months time, this could have a drastic impact on your physique that wouldn't have happened if you were just carrying on resistance training as you were previously, even if you took eight to 10 weeks to 12 weeks off lifting weights to focus on this mobility and movement and core work and all that sort of stuff that's going to make you a good mover. Even if you took that time away from the weights, I would predict, this is a pure like speculation, I would predict by doing that and then having 16 months of weight training your physique will look better than if you'd have just trained as you were for those 18 months. That's a bold prediction. We'll never know the answer because it wouldn't happen. But I predict that in a lot of people, they would be, they would be a less, less at risk of injury and they would then train harder, train better and be stronger in the longer term. So people are looking at the short term, the gym's closed, shit, what's going to happen? And I've looked at it as gone, actually, this is a great opportunity for people to focus on all those other things alongside doing home workouts and body weight stuff that you can do with bands, as Tom has alluded to, with other other things that you can use for resistance, like 
bags filled with stuff, um, backpacks filled with bricks or freaking, I don't know, women's makeup. That would probably be way a fuckload. There's a amount, amount of that <laughs> in my flat. Um, you know, you can fill bags with like heavy bottles of water and stuff and you can start moving around. But I think those things combined with, um, with that will like I said, drastically improve your physique. And I think working on those niggling injuries, um, actually properly doing foam rolling now because you have the opportunity to actually just get really fucking deep and learn what that is rather than we slag it off all the time because people just fanny about on them for 30 seconds. Do it properly for 30 minutes and you'll soon find out why we were talking about that and why we slag it off to that degree for some reason. Um, it's not just us being annoying. It's actually because most people just do it around. <laughs> people don't do it properly um but yeah it's, it's i was just saying whole... we we are also being annoying that's, that's well yeah that's yeah. part of my mo no. yeah um but yeah i just think it's it's and it's easy for i suppose easier for us to see that and to think like that because we're trainers it's our job it's our job to understand how physiques are made and, and other training aspects people just focus on weight training and you have a, the opportunity to become a much more athletic individual that will benefit your physique think how many people who are bigger and stronger struggle to like touch their back with their arm or like touch their toes you know like all that sort of stuff um and i think yeah it's just a great opportunity like a lot of people i train mention that they're stiff and they mention that they're not very flexible and mobile it's like hey in 10 weeks time you could be one of the most flexible and mobile people that you know like why not uh, and you can do that without weight. You can do that in your own in your own living room. There's zero excuse for that one. Um, and then same with core stuff. Like you could you could become like an RKC plank master. And I I would hazard a guess that if you did that please, in eight weeks to ten weeks. Please time, please please. This is this is the time for people to actually learn how to plank an RKC yeah. plank correctly. Right. And if they did that like every other day for eight weeks, I guarantee yeah. you, and I promise you, your squat and deadlift will go up. I guarantee it. The fact is, like, so the RKC plank is an interesting one as well because the way you're meant to do it is if you if you set yourself up correctly, like, and believe me, I would say I'm reasonably strong core wise. That is that is a big thing I do in all of my training. It'll be like cross body, cross sectional stuff. And if you do a, an RKC plank, I don't even need to go to knee to toe. So in terms of just knee and toe on the floor and gripping in. So you're dragging, so you're in a kind of plank position, but your elbow's slightly back towards your hip. And from the knee position, you're trying to grip against the floor and pull towards your knee. So your knee's pulling towards your elbow, your elbow's pulling toward, down towards your knee. So you're gripping and pulling. You don't actually need to even raise off the floor. Like you can create enough tension and I can be shaking for 20 seconds just based off that. And I don't even need to raise myself up to have my full load capacity. And I'm like an 85 kilo guy that can deadlift 200 kilo plus. So that's like just the relative strength thing. It's just like, I can make myself sweat and shake for 20 seconds just off that. Mm -hmm. Like it's crazy what you, what you're able to do with, with intention, intention. So just good. We can do anyway. Sorry. But what what you could do? So this is this is stuff that I think future there might be post about it. We can talk about it now because people are going to be starting to look at. So if we look at this one being a flexibility, and next next time in a couple of days I'll talk about um, performance and about assessing performance and assessing body weight exercises now because I'm guessing what's going to happen for your online clients is you're going to have to decide what they can do. So when you're looking at designing these bodyweight programs, what equipment, if any, or what space do they have available, if any, you're going to have to take that into account. 
So bands, cool. They've probably got chairs or anything like that. The rowing stuff is going to be tough. If they haven't got bands, I would just basically get them. To, you fucking order them for your client. Like They cost like nothing, six, seven quid. Just send them. I'd be quite happy to just do that. Um, I think you can, yeah, most of you guys, what are you spending, like 150 quid on online coaching? You could probably spare the seven quid for each of your clients to have a better service. And then I'm like, oh, wow, awesome, amazing. Um, so I would quite happily do that. If, if, it, if it meant keeping your client for longer, which it probably will because it shows you care, but just put a little bit of a incentive for them. So you're probably going to look at what performance-based like stuff because you need data, really, because you don't want to really know what their body weight squatting or what their split squatting, your Bulgarian split squatting body weight, but we can talk about that next time. So what you want to do now, if you're thinking is flexibility, you're going to think what assessments or what screening protocols could you be using with your clients or yourselves um, that you can video and send back to your coach or you can reassess? So I would go off, eat something easy and do a modified FMS. And that's going to be the biggest bang for buck in terms of it's all body weight. All you need is a broomstick maybe. And you can kind of get them to assess what, you don't even need that really. Like I'm sure somebody got a broomstick or a handle of some sort or I don't know, a feather duster or something straight, straight and along. Dan's got one of those. Um, <laughs> so that's all you then need. So you're going to basically, I would ask somebody to, if you're looking at mobility stuff, I'm guessing you're going to be looking at make them do the big three things in the, so it's the movement, movement, dynamic, these things. Dan's got a, like a master's degree in the FMS, so you should know what's going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> are you FMS qualified still? Is that still? Yeah. Yes, we are. We both are. I'm FMS two, mate. Have you got FMS two? Yeah, I'm not FMS two, mate. No. Ooh, yeah. No. <laughs> it was it was uh, an interesting course. Um, yeah, but I was hungover immensely. So passed. But yeah, it was an yeah. interesting course. <laughs> but yeah, do the big three. So it's going to be your, your squat. When they do inline lunge. Yeah. What's the last one? Press up. Correct. Well done. Those are your big free like strength-based exercises that are meant to be for the FMS. I'm trying to see if I've got the, the handout. I haven't. It's somewhere here. I've got it. It's usually in my, in my computer case. So you got those three. Do we know what the other four ones are? The hurdle step. Cool. So all you need, so you can Google these, right? So let's just talk about one through one. So people can get a client assessment going on and they can see Basically, you want to see improvement, right? And then based off that, you can literally Google what will improve the squat. And you can be like, all right, what what do we need? Internal, external rotation probably. So sitting in 90-90 positions, maybe like some cross-chain stuff, all these stretches and all this kind of stuff will improve the squat stuff. Um, so you've got squat, you're going to go film them from, get them to film front and side more than anything else. You can do a little bit of back as well. Get them to do three in each one probably see what's going on, send that back. Then you do an inline lunge pattern. So set up in a split squat and then just put your feet kind of back in line, basically, and then just go up and down, see if you fall over. You can do that, can you? Just about. Just about. That's interesting. <laughs> You're meant to be, obviously, get your dowel or your, your rod and place it on the three points of contact for your, uh, your back. Don't worry about that too much. If you want to make them have their hands out, maybe that's a progression if they're doing that in terms of balance. It depends what you're looking for from the assessment point of view or the screen point of view. You probably want it for the exercise. 
Probably not because it's probably a compensatory pattern, okay? Which is your body's learning to do something like basically compensating, okay? Or an incorrect pattern. And then you got, yeah, the press up is, these are all the strength ones. So the press up would just be not doing a strict FMS press up, just see what people are doing, right? So maybe they can view it from the side and then from the front as well. Because you'll, you'll, you'll see that some people, again, drop their shoulder, their shoulder blade doesn't sit quite nicely. They're not really like an arrow, elbows flaring or, or too far in, which is big, um, usually happens. So then you were going on to your other ones, mate. So you had the... The reach, the reach behind your back. I don't know what it's called, test. What's that one called? <laughs> Is it just called shoulder mobility test? Probably. FMS. Shoulder, shoulder reach? Yes. Yeah, it's it's not overhead reach, is it? Because it's, it's overhead back and reach. So it's, it's yeah. testing for science terms, internal, external rotation, reflection, and internal, external rotation with extension of the shoulder. Yeah? Yeah. Correct. Um, FMS tests. Yeah. Cool. You got that one. You've got rotary stability. That's in layman's terms. What is that then? It's just a um, it's just a four point kneeling, arms and legs raised, all at once. So you just fall flat on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you just go that, and you do super. You do like the Superman hold. Superman thing. Yeah. And then the, 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 the score to get a three is just impossible on that one. Yeah, essentially. So it was interesting because obviously Boyle uses it a lot, and he was like, "I can get a three on uh, on one side," and we were like. Horse shit, like whatever, like no one can do that. <laughs> and then he did it. But what he was like, also, obviously, I was around when Grey Cook was writing the whole thing. You're allowed to fucking what, like, slightly shake over to one side. You, you can compensate. You have to. You have to from a yeah. mechanic point of view. There's no yeah. way. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, I can do it that way. And we're like, you just made it really easy on one side. So it was interesting. But yeah, there's so the bird dog. You put them into like a more of a, I don't know, it's, it's cognitive motion or something like that. It's there's there's a mobility. There's like mobility, stability, and strength in how they pair these all up. So there's three strength ones, which is the squat, the inline lunge, and the press up. And then it's the those two, which are more the mobility kind of things. Stability things? Stability things are the single leg hurdle step. So literally, it's going to be like standing on one leg, put the dowel in a back squat position as far as I'm concerned. You don't need to put it on your head or anything weird. Um, or have it in an overhead squat position. You're going to lift your knee up as high as you can, step as far forward without putting any weight, just touch down with your heel, and then bring it back. Get a view from the back, the side, and the front. Again, you're probably looking at how much the hip can go up and how far that person can reach, and if they really wobble around their hips or what's happening at their foot. So you could see if there's a stability thing. So there might be leading into lots of isometric work. So single leg work will probably be good if uh, in case of that was shit. Um, yeah, and then you got the rotary, rotary stability. How are you going to improve that? What are you thinking? Probably do some rot- rotation stability work. Probably <laughs> would be good. Yeah, body weight. I reckon. How are you going to do that body weight wise? Um, you could do Ben Bruno side planks. I reckon that'd work. A treat. Ben Bruno side planks. Have <laughs> you seen them? <laughs> he does that. He lies on the sofa. He's like that. Side um, yeah, I think I, the other thing with FMS to remember is that you just get better at doing it by doing it. By doing it, by doing it. 100%. So, like, it's that just can be somebody's warm up. 100% do the FMS. Yeah, 100%. Like, just do that <laughs> and you'll find you get better at it. Um, yeah, the shoulder mobility is just an aptly scratch test, really. It's just a reach. We've all done it. We're how uh, you can reach as far down your back and up your back. 
uh, as possible, which is just, it's just called shoulder mobility. Just look it up. That's it. And then you've got the active straight leg raise, mm. which is just, I think everybody thinks it just directly assesses hamstring flexibility. I assume. Mm. Does it, Dan? No. No, not really. No. Like, what? No. Why not? Um, it also, I think it's also the other leg. It does something with the other leg as well. Like you have to, it's not just raising one leg. You have to keep your whole body completely still. Like so, if the if the left leg moves, you have to stop the test kind of thing. So it's also like your pelvic control, not just. So yeah, it's like it's a bunch of other stuff. Because so we talk about false positives within the hamstring flexibility test because I think that people assume they're doing a leg raise on a hamstring stretch and whatever. So if and if you're if the leg on the floor goes into what's called external rotation so you end up having your hip drop out and your foot points outwards so your toes pointing away from you that's going to give me a false positive because your hip on your opposite side is allowing for more space to happen on for the pelvis so that's going to allow more space for your other hip to go up and you're also going to rock then there's also the case of how it goes up the chain so your lumbar's not locked um so it's not an extension which you want it to be you also want your thorax to be down so your rib cage to be down so lots of stuff happening up the chain which allows the hamstring to move more um and realizing that people probably don't have tight hamstrings they probably can't just get in a position for it to allow to go for its full range um and that's how this test kind of functions we can kind of get somebody to breathe out duck under so belt buckle to belt buckle belt buckle to uh, belly button mm-hmm. the biggest cue um, yeah and then you're meant to be basically pressing and locking that other guy down but I would say from it'd be really cool if somebody could try and do that so you video yourself doing the tests from each angle and then sending that to all your clients and getting them to do it in the next two days and then suddenly you've got some mobility kind of things is there any other like because those are screens um is there any like assessments i guess because mm. you've got to think a screen is then a combination of joints um lots of stuff moving together and it's more functionality of moving whereas the assessment we kind of home in on a joint so we're just going to look at your shoulder we're just going to look at your hip um and we're just going to see how much it moves etc anything that you do there's nothing that I would, I would think that I would do personally. Um, but you're the man who knows more about that stuff than me. Um, if I'm if I'm really honest, if if that was the start and every online coach did that, I'd be. And they should probably implement that into their their practice anyway. Mm. And then you're going to learn so much more about somebody um, and realize that, all right, their rotary stability, they really struggled to do that bird dog correctly. They weren't like long and strong or they couldn't hold that position. You're going to realize like actually for them to be a better human and a better athlete and they're going to get bigger numbers down the line because you've corrected something super like early. That's going to be the biggest thing for them. And you're going to show way more value than somebody who just goes, yeah, actually you've got four sets of 12 of that back squat. Cool. I said that would blow the mind of a lot of people. And if you can start doing it now, this is the time to do it because the people haven't got the load to start to super compensate as well. And they're not going to get into bad grooves and bad patterns. It's kind of, you can strip it all down and like look at stuff now. So I would be like, do those seven things. So squat, inline lunge, uh, straight leg raise, 
shoulder stability. No, is it? Shoulder mobility. It's not stability. Quadruple rotary stability, basically a bird dog or Superman, whatever you want to call it. Um, push up and a hurdle step. Do those seven things, get them filmed from the front, the back and the side. And then that's a bit of data to go off and see what people look like. You'll be shocked as well. I'm assuming there's every now and again, you've said it as well, right? That you get like a video back from maybe one of your clients and you're like, I, I assumed you were doing this a little bit more correctly. Or like there's a few things that were maybe you're like, ah, actually, let's do this. Let's do this. Mm. So. You can't rely on uh, someone saying that they're, oh, yeah, no, I know how to train. I, I've done that. I've done that. Yeah. movements like because everyone thinks they, they do. And it's like, like, I think we've talked about this before about like with a lot of new clients, I very rarely give them a back squat in their yeah. first program because like even if you said you can do it i don't believe you and <laughs> i've been proved right several times when i say okay let's start even after like two two training blocks i'm like right now we're going to do back squats and then i go send me a video and i'm like nope still like need to work on this and you know and it's it's and that, that's where i think with the mobility stuff comes in like when i've done some videos before of like how to do a warm-up and stuff and people like watch it and they go oh my god how do you get in those positions and i'm like you should be able to do this like yeah, that's yeah. not an extreme position i'm not some sort of like flexible fucking ballerina like this is just good movement this isn't me showing off and being all like oh this is amazing it's just you just are so tight you need to just think about moving <laughs> well, better. so so right there right so we've given the we what we want what we would say for the next week get your clients to do those seven screen assessments and then we're going to find out a little bit of mobility and stability what they can program body weight going on so if you're saying what mobility what stretches and what positions are you getting into what's your top three for that usually um we talked about like i like the ex internal external rotation like hip opening so the 1990 stuff yeah. the 1990 stuff Perfect. um and i think doing that followed by um like the pigeon stretch and then also like the knees right out um sit back into a squat on the floor like those two things you're getting the hips then into internal and external rotation um yeah. to stretch that out a little bit and that those three marry up quite nicely so that'd be the first like little superset you would do um and then also then going into um hamstring um hamstring and hip flexor stretches so doing for a hamstring stretch i do like sumo squat into RDL with your fingers under your toes can be quite a nice one because it's quite specific to what people do uh, and then followed by the hip flexor stretch which you do not need to just like plummet your hip forwards towards the floor you squeeze your glutes and you just find that even doing that you can feel a bit of a pull on the front of your hip going through those sorts of movements and combining them into then like the what is it called like the world's greatest stretch is it is that what it's called yeah world's greatest um, so combining those three things together again into a superset of three people always say to me like oh my god this 10 minute, 10 minute warm up's really, really hard. And oh my God, I feel knackered. I'm like, yeah, you don't need to walk on a treadmill to get your fucking heart rate up. Like, Stop <laughs> doing it. Stop doing it. Um, and it's like, people do that and they're like, oh shit, like, this is really hard. I'm like, yes, it's supposed to be hard. It's like, that's, people think a warm up's not supposed to be difficult. I'm like, no, this is difficult. And the thing is, uh, I think people get put off because they're like, oh, but you want me to do this for like the same stretch for like, I don't know, a minute. And I'm like, no, no, no. I was like, I, in my programs, I'll write, do this three times round. You've got six things. You're going to do 10 seconds each time. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, but that's going to add up and it's going to be seven, eight minutes of doing what you're yeah. doing. And, but you're going to have six things to do and every 10 seconds you're changing, changing sides, doing that. So you're constantly moving, heart rate's pumping. So my three would be what, I'm just looking at my general generalized warm-up sort. So I'd look like a half kneeling adductor rock back. So that's like straightening into your adductors, the inside of your leg. You're rocking back and forth. I would start that either intertwine it or combine it with like a quadruped. So learn what a quadruped position is. You're going to, it's basically 
on the floor, four points of contact or six points of contact, um, into a, with a T spine rotation. But a lot of people do T spine badly, and maybe we put a video of that. It's like the chances are in a quadruple or T spine rotation, you want your bum to go all the way back to your heels. So that's called a lumbar locked position. So you don't rotate through your hips or your lumbar because believe it or not, that's not your T-spine. But most mm. people think they've got loads of range through their T-spine. They're like, look how far I can go. Yeah. Like, you yeah, sit back and then they're yeah, like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. That's, not, that's, not, that's not where it's coming from, mate. <laughs> yeah. So, but do yourself a favor, allow your cervical, so allow your head to go with it. Um, don't like look at the ground and I have to turn. Um, but just make sure your hips are touching the, the uh, I don't know, your feet and then your lumbar's not moving, basically. That's in a lumbar lock. Um, yeah, and then um, the old, I would do a floor angel first, and then you progress to a wall angel. But with that, is the breathing is massive. So maybe we talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, floor angels and wall angels. That's what people we can go, go and do those, right? Wonderful. Yeah. There you go. Boom. So start off online. All PTs now, basically, are going to be online or kind of movement-based, and it's switching your goals to moving correctly. Um, she's going to be a blessing in disguise, 100%. I, th- I think your prediction will be correct, is people will, on the back end of it, move so much better that they'll make more gains. And be able uh, to- yeah, that's, I think that will happen. If, even for, the say, the, the hypertrophy community, you're going to mm-hmm. have more range to move through, therefore the muscle is going to grow more. That's it. Like, people don't see. It. People aren't seeing it. People do not do not really understand that element to it, and that's why I made, that's why I said to people, I was like, it's it's just it, they don't know. People won't know. I'm not. I wouldn't expect people to know that, but it's it's why we always talk about all the time form over weight, form over weight. Yeah. Well, guess what? Now you've got the time to actually fucking prove that right and go. No, actually, your form can be improved. You can go go lower and stuff. And yeah, you're going to be humbled when you come to move the weight again. But I tell you what, your muscles are going to thank you for it because yeah. they're going to fucking grow. Because guess what? Like 12, eight, eight to 12 weeks of not strength training, strength's going to start to decrease. You can probably hold on to it pretty well for about six to 12 weeks, somewhere in between that with the regular kind of exercise, but it's going to go down 100%. Um, the quickest thing to go down is uh, power. Yeah. Power and speed is the one that kind of eludes you straight away, probably two weeks and it's fucking gone. Um, but you can still oh, go do. On. Go on, mate. It's just gone. Just can't do anything. <laughs> Slow. But yeah, the intensity to lift is really big. So still maybe little plyos, stuff like that. Learn what learn what pogos are, that kind of stuff. But we'll we'll talk about that later down the line. Yeah. So next I think next episode we'll talk about so if people go away and do that now with their clients, um, we can talk about performance parameters. We can pick out like five body weight performance exercises or performance tests that you can do. Because again, somebody's gonna be wanting showing progress. So those are the stuff you're gonna do now in say test week. So you're gonna do your mobility exercises and then you can do a performance day for them at the end of the week, test everything, and then maybe eight weeks down the line you can retest it. It's almost like a plan then. Gee. Yeah. It's great. Like people that have to make plans. <laughs> <laughs> See that. But yeah. Um, but yeah. Awesome, mate. That's that's about five minutes. We're gonna be we'll be back, I don't know, we're doing Monday, Tuesday, something like that. I don't know. I think all day is, mate. <laughs> no, it's hard, isn't it? All right, I'm gonna put this up in a second. Any other business? No, 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 no. Everyone, stay safe, stay inside. Stay safe, don't stay see inside. people. Um, I have the golf course is still open, so that's good. Sorry, don't stay inside. Keep social distance. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, correct. Right, the best way to stay inside. See you in a bit. <laughs>
All right, guys. Stay safe. See you later.